Welcome to the Foyne Jones Show Survival Special. In this mini-series of my podcast, I'll be talking to the industry's most charismatic leaders about the impact coronavirus has had on their daily trading. We will discuss their battle plans to fight back and share advice and guidance on how we can stay positive and optimistic in the most trying of times. Okay, welcome to the next episode of the Foyne Jones Show. This is my survival series. We are talking about the impact coronavirus has had on our industries. The industries Foyne Jones specialise in, you must know it by now. We love everything about builders, merchants. We recruit in KBP and we recruit in construction supplies. Today's episode, we're turning things on its head a little bit, listeners. We have got someone who is a proven player within the builders merchant sector like myself they started from the grounds upwards but they certainly got to higher levels than i did um i bowed out at south direct director level this guest went all the way to the top within a national and within an independent but at the moment kingsley moyle you are looking for a new position we are talking coronavirus and the impact of the crisis through the eyes of a job seeker kingsley moyle welcome to my podcast Peter, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Really looking forward to this. Uh... It's, it's amazing, Kingsley. When we spoke last week, and I was telling my wife about I said, I haven't spoken to Kingsley for about 20-odd years, but I put the phone down like I speak to him every week. Yeah, it was great. It was mad. Yeah. It was mad. But first and foremost, how are you? How are the family? How are you coping under lockdown? Yeah, we, we're okay. Um, I think it's tough for everyone. I think you know, we, we live in a lovely part of the world. So when we go out for our hours, exercise every day, we've got some nice walks we can do with the dog and, and the children. Um, but we have got our, our youngest who's a severe asthmatic. So we are doing everything we can to protect him from, from, yeah, so isolating. Yeah. So we're only out once a week for essential food. We're only out once a week or two. for. It, it, bring, it brings it home, did not it? I mean, I've, I've, yeah. I've when I spoke to you, I was on my way up to see my father-in-law and mother-in-law in Fulham. And like, like well, I'm from West London, but I, 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 I feel blessed that, you know, where I am at the moment, I've got the Sussex Downs there. I've got the river there. You know, I'm actually in the countryside um, going back up to Fulham and seeing just how many people live in such a small place and yeah. how intense it is when you've got high risk people. Um, it's amazing. Like my my mother-in-law, she's 71 now and she's working from home for Charing Cross Hospital, managing their switchboard. Uh, with, a, with a husband who's got Parkinson's, you know, it's a, it's fucking heroic, mate. You know, you, you see it there. But like like your situation, my eldest boy's got quite severe asthma and he had to do the 12 weeks of isolation and, and whatever. And, you you know, it's it's really weird because he was living in Barcelona and he came back. He's been out there for just over a year. He came back in January and I was like, oh, why are you coming back? You know, but like for, for, for a month, it was like, oh, really, why can't I just go back? And then now I'm like, I'm so glad you're with us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it changes everything, doesn't it? What we're going through, it, it changes changes your whole perception on, on on every single thing. But with your job search, because this is really different. We've not had someone on like this before. I've had business owners talk about their battle plans, how they've had to yeah. manage staff. You're in the process of of trying to find a new senior position. How has that changed? Because I, I, I've been following your social media updates and stuff. You've got quite a following there. But, yeah. but how has that changed now for you? Uh, I think it was difficult before. So we start, you know, I was made redundant in November uh, 2019 uh, off the back of Brexit and, and the difficulty that that brought to, to the whole of the industry, uh, then the election and, and the uncertainty that that brought as well. And 
probably the last thing we needed to hit three months into 2020 was was the, the COVID-19 yeah. uh, scenario as well. So I think it took what was the merchant sector at a senior level seemed to be pretty locked down. I think towards the end of last year, it's December, you know, a lot of people aren't looking that much. So you come into January with new hope and new expectations that opportunities will open up to you. And they were starting to, but then suddenly they're shut right down again. And, um, you know, I've, I was on the verge, I believe, of being offered a role. Um, the I had a phone call with a company and it was the morning after Trump shut all the flights into America. And suddenly the world went into panic and meltdown. The market started to crash because people started to see the severity of what was coming. And, and the company rang me and, you know, we had a great chat. And, and I was pretty frustrated, if I'm being honest, because that opportunity was taken away from me. But if I look back now, four weeks later, for them, that was absolutely the right decision to have made. Yeah. They, they could not have inducted me correctly into that business. I'd have had to work from home. I'd have been a cost that they didn't need to carry. So for their business, it was the right thing to do. For me, as an individual, hugely frustrating because I just want to get back to work. Like Because I'm talking to people who are affected in, in lots of different ways. So so you've got people that have lost their jobs through for, for you know, some people brutally, some some things are justified. You know, there, there's a whole population of employees in Merchanton now who have been furloughed. You know, there is the confusion around when and how we will claim that back as business owners. I yeah. actually think that sometimes, and I I share this with some of the some of my clients who are business owners and friends. You know, you you're almost like the forgotten person because you're you know you you can't furlough yourself. You're not self-employed. You're you're in this sort of world where I, I mean, I, I talk, talk passionately about my business. I launched it in 2003, me and Foyne, and for, for, for the last few, for a fair few years, it's all just been 100% mine. So I've worked 17 years, blood, sweat and tears for 17 years, highs, lows, you know, everything in between to keep this business going, risked everything, made a lot, lost a lot, going again. And you're there going now, I'm, I'm battling daily to make sure there'll be a business for my staff to come back to. As I was talking yeah. to you, I just found out that, you know, Lara's just had a little girl, Lily, you know, she's on maternity leave. She's kind of like isolated from it. But, oh, my God, you know, when I was talking to her and she's going to have a baby, she doesn't know if her husband can go with her. She doesn't know. I, it is it is so dramatic from a personal and from a health perspective that everything I thought was important at the start of the crisis, like surviving and, oh, my vacancies have closed down and, oh, my God, what? Yeah, none of that matters to me. It actually doesn't matter. I'm now thinking about survival and being around when we come out of it. Yeah. Have you changed your job search, Kingsley, to, at all? Have you changed what you're doing? Have you got a routine? Talk me through your day. Yeah, so I, at the start of this, um, I'm, I'm a naturally confident person, I think, and, and I was pretty certain that I would jump into a role pretty quickly. So I was looking maybe a couple of months, you know, get December out of the way and I'll be back into work. So um, there was lots of lots going on at the start, lots of sending my CV out to lots of contacts that I've got in the industry and and really just assuming that, yeah, look, that's going to land me something somewhere because of the amount of contacts and the amount of history I've got with people. Um, so that's that's a change. And it's important we talk about that because you've got a like, proven experience. So, so you, you've come from the ground upwards at Builders Merchants in all levels. Mm. So, you know, you've, you've, you've been external as a sales rep successfully. You've gone into branch management successfully. You've gone into multi-site management, then into you know, operations director. There, there's probably not a job, but there's not a position in a merchant that you're not aware of or can manage. You're yeah. passionate about people. 
But, and you've been honest about this, I'm, I'm sure you don't mind me sharing it. Uh, if you do, we can edit it out, but I think you'll be okay. But, but you know, you, you're actually struggling to, to find that opportunity. Well, why do you think that is? Yeah, I think, well, I think the market in general has, has locked down. Yeah. Uh, I think it had locked down to a degree before COVID-19. And not just our market, the whole world has locked yeah. down COVID-19. And, you know, the thing that I've, that's really started to get me through this is, is funny enough, what you said a minute ago, that, you know, I, I live in a nice part of the world. I've got a reasonable house. We've got a reasonable back garden. My family are safe. My fan, my finances are okay for the minute. Um, there are people in a lot worse situation yeah. than me um, throughout our country, throughout other countries. People have lost their loved ones. Um, this is more than just a bit of a recession or a bit of a blip in the end. This is going to change the world, I believe. Yeah. And how we how we treat each other. And, and how the job market looks coming out of it, I'm not really sure. So I, th I think you've seen the good, and you've seen the good and great of humanity, and the piss poor of humanity. So I'll be, I, I, I'm going to say that. You know, yeah, you, we have. We we've seen idiots out sunbathing, playing cricket, bolt bolt buying toilet rolls. Why toilet rolls? No one's answered that question to me yet either. Why toilet rolls? Yeah. You know, baked beans, spam. You know, I understand some things, but like anyway, but. You've also seen the great and good. You've seen an army, millions of volunteers. You've seen people, you know, being more respectful, clapping the NHS, clapping cares. There, there is a, there's almost a, a humanitarian effort that's come in. And, and I think the leadership from the government in the most difficult circumstances since the World Wars has been, has been very, very good. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, the, turning what's been spoke about and offered into reality is a challenge. But it does cascade down, Kingsley, right? Because I'm talking to people at different levels all the time. Someone who are like me and you, beginning their career, you know, maybe just about to go on the road for the first time or just stepping up to an ABM role or many times, resign from that job to join that job, but he don't want me and I can't go back there. And you're going, and sometimes I'm honest about this, I'm like, I don't have any more calls I could do like this in a day because it's like, and it ain't like I could go, oh, Holly, fucking hell, that was a terrible call. Or, Laura, I'm here on my own. I'm sort of like, and you and you want to help people. And that's why we're doing our webinars. We've got networking groups. We've got support groups. And and they are, for someone at your level, you go, God, they're pretty basic. But then some people come up seeing everyone and go, I never thought about putting that on my profile. I never thought I could reach out a bit directly. Because what something we spoke about, you know, in 37 odd years of experience in one sector, you've only worked for three, in three companies not that many governors. You're quite new to job searching in general anyway, aren't you? Yeah, I, this is the first time I've ever looked for a job. Yeah. From when I first started and got my first role when I was 19. So it's it's been a huge challenge for me, yeah. even just writing a CV. I, um, I got my yeah. first role at Travis four hours a day. I walked, I walked down to North Fair Road, Fulham, Fulham Job Centre, picked a card off the wall. I went to see this woman. I said, what's this, Joe? She said, it's four hours a day. It's in a builder's merchant. I said, what's a builder's merchant? She went, well, they sell stuff. I went, oh, okay. And I, she just walked down there. And I walked down there. That, that was that was the, that was my first experience of getting a job. That's the way it was. Yeah. I never left. No, and I've never left. And it, yeah. it just grabs you, I think, if you're that type of person. Um, so it, it was a huge... What I did find was that I started to get more active on social media, certainly yeah. LinkedIn, and the amount of positivity you get from people once you start to engage with them and the amount of offers of help I've had with CVs and networking and, and all those skills that you don't necessarily think about when you're in a role, 
has been immense and, yeah. and the good nature of people has come shining. And, and I, I mean, I, I talk from the heart about this. So I got, I've, I've never had a Facebook account. I don't, you know, I think Floyd Jones has an Instagram, but I don't do that. I, you know, I, I was very against sort of the social media phenomenon, but around 2010, 11, I kind of got dragged kicking and screaming into it because it, if I didn't, you know, Floyd Jones wouldn't be in the right place. So, so I, I thought about, well, what, what, why do people deal with me? You know, why? Well, I think it's personality. I think it's passion. I think it's because I work hard and I have fun. And, and I was thinking, well, so if I can bring all of that into what I do on social media, how, how would you do that? Sit there. And I'm going, but then I start thinking, when I go into a board meeting or when I'm presenting to whoever it is, I'll talk about Fulham getting beat at the weekend and what was on telly. And I'll yeah. ask them about their kids and I'll talk about something that's gone well and something that's not gone well and how we learn from that mistake. And you start bringing personality and you put some real sort of engaging content out there and yeah. all of a sudden people remember you and the power now you know someone has said to me when i launched my recruitment business that that 17 years later i'd have about a hundred thousand connections I'd, I'd i'd be on the third series of podcasts i'll be putting videos out every day i've only gone what you know yeah. but but the market the world has changed and you're right kingsley when we come out of this lockdown and the and uh, you know, God allowing, we we get a cure and we or vaccine and we we get some form of normality back. Things that we do here and lots of some of the more younger companies, I think, do more like the homeworking, the flexible hours, everything like that. They're going to become norm, right? They are going to become the norm. When you're job searching, how do you approach a normal day? Is it a nine to five? Is it? A, I'm just really intrigued yeah. how you do it. And it definitely it cannot be a nine to five. No, because a nine to five of that drudgery will destroy you if you do that five days a week. Yeah. So I got some I got some good advice at the start from a from an ex colleague of mine um, who said, you know, keep a log, keep a log of what you do, who you contact, how you contacted them, when you did it, and then revisit that. And so I've tried to do that. I've tried to make sure I keep that log up to date. I was very aware at the start that I would have to have a positive mindset. Um, certainly after the first, when we, we got to that December period and the jobs weren't coming at me, it's pretty easy to get down. So I, I, I sort of sat myself down, made a list of things that I needed to do to make sure that I got through this period. And, and, and I actually came up with, with, with six P's, if I'm being honest. So the first one was positivity. Yeah. So keep a positive mindset but not every day is going to be great. You know, I don't wake up every day singing zippity doodah and, and skip into the spare room just to sit down and trawl through job sites. But you have you, know, you don't wake up every day singing glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur down the stairs. That's, no? that's what I do sing every yeah. day. Absolutely. Um, so you've got to be aware that not every day is going to be a great day. And I tell you what, if it's not a great day, turn the iPad off, go downstairs, engage with the family, go for yeah. a walk. Don't that makes such a difference, though, and, I, and I'm guilty of not doing that enough. I used to be the person on his holidays who'd go like, I'll get the drinks, I'll disappear at the bar, and I'll be doing emails, and like, you know, I've ruined so many family holidays. And yeah. I always got it wrong. I would either compromise my business for my family, or I compromise my family for my business. I never got that balance right, and it's only... I think now I'm older, you know, I'm, I'm 45, so I'm older, I'm boring, I'm more wiser, I guess. And and I look at things much more differently now that, you know, I, I was half pushing myself to a heart attack or half sitting my feet up thinking I'll retire next year. And I learned 
my biggest lesson is during the 2000 and very latter part of 2008, but predominantly 2009, when I almost lost everything. Coming out the other side of that with the scars has made me a very different business owner, a different person today. But that's good because um, you've learned you've learned from what you've been through. Oh man, you, you learn you learn from the shit. You don't you don't learn when it's all going well, you learn when it's tough. So yeah. we're gonna learn from you, Kingsley. The first P is positivity. What's the second? Yeah, so the second one was patience. Yeah. So I am not a patient person. Um, it is not one of my key traits to say that I am patient. So it's hugely important for me to understand that that patience is a virtue and it is something that I'm going to have to learn that, you know, I, I make, if someone rings me and I make a commitment to them, my DNA, I, I do what I say I'll do. If I say I'll ring them back, I'll ring them back. But not everybody's like that. And you have to have paid. And, and guess what? Some of the people you're contacting have got their day job. They're not sat at home like you just <coughs> waiting for that phone call to come back. So you have to be patient. You have to be patient yeah. with yourself and you have to be patient with other people. But that's that's where the skill of job seeking and, and, the, and the dark arts come in. You know, we, we're like masters of some of these arts because because I know if I want to talk to Kingsley Moyle Operations Director, I'm not going to get you at 2.30 on a Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. I, I'm genuinely not, okay? Yeah. But I reckon between about half, let's say from 6 o'clock to 7.30 when you're going to your office or your branch or you're getting ready, you're in the car, I've got a chance. And I reckon, again, between about six o'clock and seven thirty in the evening when you're on the other way, yeah. I've got a chance. So so we as a business really looked at widening our chance of talking to people. If you're looking for a job, we'll speak to you before work or after work, not yeah. during work. If you're hiring people, we'll talk to you when it suits you, not when it suits us. Yeah. And the difference that makes is phenomenal. You can actually bring that patience and that sort of skill into your job searching as well because you want to reach people when they're listening and when they're going to be there and, and sometimes being creative can really make a difference so positivity and patience yeah. i've got one of them really down positivity patience yeah okay so what's the next one that's a difficult one for me patience yeah uh, so the next one is something i think i am good at which is persistence so I think you, you know, when, when I worked for Travis Perkins, we were going through a difficult time at one point and Jeff Cooper was the, um, the CEO and we were at a conference and, and he acknowledged that it was difficult times and, he, and, and the words he used were, you've just got to keep on keeping on. And, and that has stuck with me. And that is a phrase I use a lot that you've just got to keep on keeping on. And I, and I read something yesterday on LinkedIn. I think it's a quote from Churchill that said, when you're going through hell, keep going. Yeah, keep going. And, yeah, yeah. And yeah. both those resonate with me. If you listen to my podcast with my, my boss, I still call him my boss. He was the governor I had before I moved to the Southwest and he helped me get that job in the Southwest, Mark Tanner. Um, I've done a few podcasts with Mark and, and I respect him like a dad, really. He's, he's an amazing man. But it was full of Churchill quotes. You know, the whole thing was like, we had Churchill, Sun to Zoo, we were all coming in. And it was all about, you know, wartime spirit and positivity. And, and he threw that one in, and I, and I went in with the successes and final, fate is not fate, or his courage continued at counts, and, and we were throwing them about. But but they are so true right now, and it's almost given real meaning to some of those quotes of the day and inspirational quotes. You're actually saying, no, you need to apply a little bit to, to yourself. So yeah. positivity, patience, persistence. Let's keep going. Okay, so uh, the fourth one was, was passion. So whenever I've worked, it's always been with passion. I've, a, I've had a passion to do the job. I've had a passion to do the job correctly. Passion to develop people. Passion to be successful. If you're stuck at home every day, 
it's easy to, I think, to lose that passion. And, and you've got to be aware that you have to keep that passion. And, and well, what are you like, King Kingsley? Open question, no right or wrong answer. Yeah. What are you honestly like working from home? On a, How would you score yourself on a one to ten scale? Possibly a four. Yeah. I would give myself like two. Right. Like yeah. I've tried it over the years. I've I've created home offices. I've I've done everything to, to get myself away from Sky Sports and the fridge. And yeah. I and I, I just can't do it. I, <clears throat> I'm completely okay to go into an office on my own. I can go into a networking office, I can go into a shared office space, I can go to a coffee shop, I can go to a pub, I can go to a, yeah. yeah. I mean my life is hotel lounge bars, mate. I mean that's 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 the rock and roll lifestyle the only recruitment company. <laughs> But at home, I just don't have the discipline, mate. So, so it's think, quite a high point for me. Yeah, I think if, if I had a job, I think I'd be a two out of ten. Yeah. But because I haven't got yeah, a you got to hear. And even yeah. the four's not good. So, right, so positivity, patience, persistence, passion. What's the last two? Yeah, so I think personality. I think that, you know, the, the, what, the, the thing you've got to get over to prospective employers, uh, to recruiters, to everybody that you're talking to is your personality. There's a reason that you've got the roles that you've got through your career. So use your personality. Make sure that that everything that you're about is coming shining through in everything you do. So I'd use, you know, I'd say personality is is, is a huge part of it for me. Um, and the final P, bada 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 boom, is people. Yeah. So you, you I, uh, we we spoke earlier. You know, I've built my career on um, building teams, developing teams, developing people. Um, and I've got a huge, I believe, a huge following of, of people because of that, because of that skill set. But you've worked with people all your life. You've networked with people all your life. When you're in the situation I'm in, now's the time to use that network and use those people and make sure you're staying in contact with them because you can easily become the forgotten man. And I think that's, that's really powerful advice, right? Because right now we have this new luxury of too much time okay we, we genuinely do because you know the, the normal normal it's not business as usual it's business is fucking unusual we don't quite know when we're going to come out of this and when we do come out of it it won't quite be the same for lots of different reasons you know i was talking to to, to some kvb companies they're saying oh, that everyone's going to want to do get their kitchens their bathrooms done i'm like i, I admire your positivity <laughs> i do but like Okay, you know, let's let's just rein that back a little bit and think about the implications of what you're saying. I don't yeah. think taps are going to come on full, but the economy will have to. It's going to have to recover. And we're going to have to start trading again because you can only stop for so long. Yeah, um, leveraging your relationships, talking to people, over communicating is good for so many reasons. One and first and foremost, and this often gets overlooked, it's good for your mental well-being. You know, Absolutely. to talk to people, to have to to share how you're feeling, to talk about your frustrations, what you're what, what you're going through makes a difference. And and I make myself available to talk to as many people as I can. Very much like you and your DNA, I do do what I say I'm going to do. I can't respond. People know this. I can't respond to everyone instantly because I've got a, like a, a queue. Uh, but I prioritise. I talk to people. I message them and go. You know, I, it's it's almost treating people how you want to be treated. I, my staff know this. For me, the most important, most important phone call they make on every month isn't to Kingsley Moore to say congratulations, you got a hundred k job. It's to actually the two people just missed out because you got the job. Because mm -hmm. they're the ones that are going to be the most upset, and they're the ones that need that because they they'll remember you much more 
no disrespect than the person who's got the job because he's he, he or she's gone on. So yeah. the human element's really important. And when you are talking, whether that's offline, i.e. old-fashioned on the phone, uh, I was going to say face-to-face, but we're not doing that at the moment. So, you know, if you're shouting out the window or you're talking on the phone or on a video call or whether it's online, you know, whether it's messaging, whatever it is, that's your chance there to bring your positivity, your position, your, your patience, your persistence, your passion, your people skills and personality in. But Kingsley Moyle, I've got a seventh P for you. Go on. Peter Raymond Jones. He's yeah. key. He's key. I couldn't miss that one. I couldn't miss that. We've got a seventh P. And I'm going to try and help you, Kingsley, all right? And, and and you know this. I've shared it already. I'm not doing this really selfish financial game. This is going to be my first podcast where I'm going to try and help someone from my industry and share your experience, your personality, and what you can bring to an employer with a market. My view, if there is a builder's merchant, an allied sector, construction suppliers, a manufacturer, different type of installation, roofing, yeah, a different type of company, even some of the timber production companies that are the same kind of route to market. If yeah. they are looking to talk to a quality individual who can lead, manage, influence sales, pick a business up and make a difference, I don't think they're going to see anyone better than you. So we've already spoken about this. I've got, I've got your consent. If people reach out to me, I'm going to put them directly in touch with you do the introductions because I I want someone like yourself to get back into the builders merchant sector. And I'm hoping this can lead into a whole new section of podcasts where we just showcase people and we present them to the industry. How do you think about that, Kingsley? Well, um, the seventh P you're right, because I reached out to you and and sent you a message saying you might remember me any chance we could, we could link up and and you might help me. And, And you very kindly have. So, um, you're right. That seventh P for me is, is I think. Yeah, you know, when we spoke on the phone, if you remember, I spent most of the time saying, I don't think I can help you that much. I think most of what you can do is yourself. And I suggested one or two things that we could change. And then it leads to a conversation. Now, driving up the M23, that conversation has led to me putting a different angle onto my podcast. If we hadn't spoke, I might have come to that eventually but i don't yeah. think we got to it so quickly because it it weren't on my radar because i had all other guests lined up and it just shows you the power of conversation doesn't it yeah it does yeah it does and it just shows for both of us the power of that reaching out making that phone call sending that message sending that email whichever way you do it just keep in touch with people because something can break at any time and yeah. you've got to be ready for when that opportunity comes along we have got to be ready and you know it might not come from this podcast it might not come from the 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 messages and whatever you're sending but if you believe in that you can offer someone, you know, you can make a difference, there will always be something there. And the person in charge of your destiny is you. It is you as a person. You decide whether you're in a good mood or a bad mood. There's triggers, but you you decide that. Yeah. And I believe, and I, and I talk about this in the webinars, I believe if you have a plan where you identify, you know, one side of paper, one piece of paper, what you want to do, what you are, what you can offer, and on the other side, you identify who you could do it for and companies you admire. You start matching them together. It doesn't take a lot to be able to make approaches, to 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 reach out to people, to actually share content, to be visible. Now, you can turn it into your own career plan and your own career path. And people like me, from a coaching perspective or sport sport perspective, it's what you are. You're more guided and pushing people the right way. If we arrive at a point when we've got more new vacancies coming on at senior level or middle management or specification, whatever. Yeah, you know, what a great point point to be in. But we're not there now. 
And who am I, Kingsley, to disagree with a business owner who says, Peter, look, I've got half my team on furlough. Only three of my branches are open. I know I was going to talk to you about four new appointments, but, mate, leave me alone. What, what, what do I say to that? I'm, I'm actually, I have a brain. I don't, I don't try and sell or change his mind. I go, all right, I'll back off. What can I do to help? Think of me. You know, I've got this. I've got that. And those conversations make a difference. And, and I need them to keep myself going because it's, it's tough. It's tough for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. And I think that, you know, all you're doing there is you are having a sensible approach and keeping yourself in people's minds. And, and, when, and it's no different when you're looking for a job. You need yeah. a sensible approach. You need to be in somebody's mind so that when that vacancy breaks, it's, oh, yeah. So let's, yeah. Talk, let's talk about your job search a bit. Have a bit of fun with it. What's, what's been the worst thing, the most embarrassing thing that's happened while you've been searching for a job? You got anything spectacularly wrong? Um, it sounds a bit bullshit, doesn't it, to say, I don't think so. Um I think probably if there's one thing I've got spectacularly wrong, I'd say it's my CV. And I got some good feedback about it at the start. Um, so I assumed that it was okay. Um, but of course, not everybody's telling you the truth always. People are sometimes telling you what you want to hear. And I've since had some independent advice about that CV. And it's too long. There's probably too much personal stuff in it. Not enough about what I've done over the years in terms of driving the business forward. So my next task is to go back and revisit that and, and make sure that's you know, fit for purpose. Um, I've spent a lot of time on the road before COVID-19. So I've been to parts of the country I've never been to before, chasing chasing jobs. I've been up on the train up to London to sit in front of people chasing jobs. Um, so, you know, that's, that's pretty soul destroying. Mm. When you keep, you know, you get to second interviews, you get a second interview and, then nothing comes of it. Or they say, yeah, we really liked you, but maybe you're not quite the right fit for us at this time. And you know, get those messages back that can really, really take the wind out of your sails. And that's when you have to go back and revisit it's those. The, it's the false hope as well. I think sometimes that 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 can be so hard to deal with. Um, you know, you're talking about the travelling, the brilliant for breadth of the country. You're going to put yourself out there. It's it, Everyone would do it. Um, we champion. We have been championing for three, three or four years now, technology like this, to take that away until... Yeah. And so we're really sure. Um, we we done the analysis towards the end of last year. And if a candidate at any level goes through a structured video introduction and interview process and eventually arrives at a face-to-face -face meeting with the client, you know, the decision maker, that through yeah. us, you're 84% more likely to be offered the job. Yeah, and I can yeah. absolutely see why. I've been, I've been done the interview with you earlier. You know, I can absolutely see how you are getting what you can do across to people before you actually arrive at that that interview so yeah. and if you are that person this is where it's so powerful as well that you know the the mds the ceos the chief execs of the world or just your business owners they're working 30 hours a day eight days a week you know so they might actually sit down on a sunday right before sunday dinner or down a pub press play on their little ipad and just look at that and go do you know i really want to meet her or but when I get these calls, you get the other side. If I get Josie, what on earth have you done? Like, these people are completely <laughs> wrong. I'm like, okay, why are they wrong? Well, that, that, that. And then you go, well, okay, we've put some time in. You've identified why they're not suitable. Was there any in there you like? Well, I quite like one of them. I said, so if out of those four, you only like one, and we got three very wrong, but that one person you like enough to consider meeting, yeah. how long did you arrive at that decision? Oh, it took me about half hour. I didn't really work. So, well, if I'd have rung you and used my sales skills per se or my persuasive skills or a relationship, you would have probably met her, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would have trusted you. I said, so no one's hurt. The yeah. job seeker's also not hurt because they've only given up a small amount of their time to yeah. present themselves in a different way. 
we, I'll tell you what we won't have now, Kingsley. We won't ever have a situation where my recruiters or I go, have you ever done a video interview before? Have you ever done a Skype call or a Zoom call? And someone goes, no. <laughs> we'll never have that again, mate, will we? No, I don't think you will. No, the whole world. But, but, you, but you are staying positive, mate, aren't you? So so you're staying positive. The family's well. We're battling through COVID. Um, from a, a inspiring others, all right, you've got your, you've got your six P's, but there's now a seven P. Peter Raymond Jones is in, into that. We've got positivity, patience, persistence, passion personality and people um what would be like like the two pieces of advice you would give to a job seeker now who is doing what you're doing on a daily basis to 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 structure what they're doing how would you tell them to try and organize themselves okay so i would say i think we spoke about it earlier you're not going to spend eight hours a day doing this and you can spend eight hours a day doing it so do it when you're at your best so if you're a morning person, do it in the morning. If you're an afternoon person, do it in the afternoon. Don't think you've got to get up and just get on with it. You don't. It's down to you when you do it. But make sure you do it because it can be easy to slip into the, oh, I won't do it today routine. Um, and then that becomes set two days and that becomes three days. And then it's even harder to get back in. So be persistent with it, um, but be consistent with it as well. And, and just make sure that you're doing it. But the time of the day that suits you. So when you're at your best is when you want to be putting yourself in front of people. So that's what I would say would be one bit of advice that I'd give. Um, the second bit of advice I would say is be, be aware that you have to keep that log because weeks can go by where you've sent uh, your, your CV or you've made contact with somebody. Weeks can go by and you don't realise that you've not been back to them or they've not been back to you. And you, you have to have that availability to be able to go and say, oh, I rang you or I, we, I emailed you three weeks ago. Is there any is there any outcome yeah. from that? And you've got to have that. We, 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 talk about, that. We, talk, we talk about that a lot because 85 to 95% of job seekers do just enough. You know, they will press send or reply or they'll do this or they'll do that, you know, and they will just wait, all right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But we, we see this. It's that five or ten percent, that magical ten percent that do above and beyond. You know, they ring to make sure it's been received. They they send a personal old-fashioned covering letter. They do something really creative to get noticed. They knock on the door, you know, but they, they do something where you think, wow, they yeah. they want my time, they want my client's time, or if you're the client, they're going, you know, they did visit all of my branches before they come and met me. They didn't just go on the internet. They they actually, they ran up with a dummy inquiry. This, this guy's telling me my pricing. You know, that's, that gets you noticed. Absolutely. Shops. And it's not rocket science what you're asking people to do. You're saying, if you're applying for that position, make yourself attractive. Show them you can make the money or add value to them in whatever way it is, but don't be afraid to knock on the front door and ask. And, and so many people I talk to will hold back from that moment of truth. Because once you expose yourself, you, you're opening yourself up to failure. You know, it's a penalty, isn't it? You, you're either going to score or miss, but if you don't take it, you're never going to know. Absolutely. Here, here Kingsley, it's simple. The worst thing that can happen is nothing changes. Yeah. You still don't get the job or you still don't get a reply, but you don't have to feel better about yourself because you're like, I've done A, B, C, D, E, and F. They've still not come back to me. Okay, you know, I'll move on. But if you know DNF, by the time you get down here, things are starting to happen and you're using that 
that that approach to someone else or you're sharing that on on your facebook or on your social media thing and you're saying things like well you know i was unsuccessful with this company but it's a really good experience and if anything happens in the future i want to be considered no one sends thank you letters anymore no one does you know simple little things make such a difference and you you stay in people's minds and i think if we achieve anything from when we release this podcast kingsley we're going to put the kingsley moyle career the job search the skills and expertise into the forefront of people's minds. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, mate. Can we just not leave it 22 years next time for it to talk? <laughs> I don't think we will. So, yeah, no. yeah. Uh, listen, mate, good, good, good luck with everything. And if anyone listening to this podcast wants to get in touch with Kingsley Moyle, I'm going to tag you in on the on the release on LinkedIn. I'll, they'll be able to talk to me and I can get, put them in touch with you. We'll do everything we can to support you because I want to get you back into our sector. Uh, it'll be a better set to with you in it, mate. Peter, thank you ever so much. No worries, Keysley. So that's the end of the show. We're Foyne Jones. Stay safe, keep healthy, be positive, because together we will get through this.